Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. It is a brand new edition of Flyers Daily, a Monday edition. Boy, do we have a week to recap. Flyers Daily presented by Ticketmaster. Make more memories live. It is a Monday edition as well, which means everybody knows by now. It's a Monday with Meltzer. Joining us from PhiladelphiaFlyers.com, NHL.com, and HockeyBuzz.com is Bill Meltzer. And, Bill, we've seen a little bit of the good, the bad, the bizarre, uh, the spectacular, a little bit of everything this past week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I think sometimes a, a reminder is in order that, uh, you know, hockey isn't football, that, that uh, don't get too high or too low based on, you know, one game. You know, I, I remember I, I was earlier yesterday I said to somebody um, after, after the game um, against Ottawa, you know, oh, and somebody said, oh, well, the, the – the crash is starting and, uh, you know, they, they hit their leg, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And I said, well, if you weren't feeling that way on Thursday, it was a perfect game against Dallas. Then, then, then don't feel that way. Don't feel that way on Sunday after, you know, after a bad game, it's just a long season. So, yeah, I, I know a lot of people, we were seeing that same sentiment after they lost to San Jose. Um, we heard the same sentiment after they lost to Columbus and lost four straight, and then they win six out of their next seven. It is hockey. It is not a 16-game uh, schedule, well, 17 now in the NFL. Um, but the losses this weekend do hurt. Let's look back at the week, though. You know, they start off the week with a 4-2 win and, and sweep the road trip. And then that game on Thursday against Dallas was probably the most complete game they've played in three, maybe four years. Um, and it, I mean, that wasn't something that was sustainable to that degree, obviously, but, um, they showed they can play with uh, an elite team in the NHL. Yeah. Uh, well, they, I mean, go back a couple of days before that, they, they shut out Winnipeg. They, they won eight in a row and had a 14 game point streak going, you know, and they, um, you know, and then they come back and they beat Dallas and the, Colorado game though the Flyers were really for a lot of that game the better team outchanced yeah. them um controlled a lot of the territorial play you know they um create a create a whole lot scored four even strength goals against Colorado you know and uh, you know obviously they didn't win the game and the and there were we go to the reasons why that happened but you know but I I, I think that uh yeah I, I yeah, so you know, it was up and down, and there are going to be those ups and downs um, over the season, and, and you just uh, you know just put aside, keep going forward, all you can do. Yeah, I mean, it was a spectacular game on Thursday where they control you know all elements of that game. And even oddly enough, you know, you dominate that, and you have only have a one goal lead after two, but then they obviously pull away. Um, but let's go to the weekend action, Bill, because. You know, Saturday we see Nathan McKinnon just absolutely take over an NHL game. I thought he was just unbelievable, coupled with the loss of Owen Tippett in that game. We're getting good news on that front. So let's start there. Uh, what are we hearing on Tippett? I know it, uh, the team put out that it's a lower body injury and it is day-to-day, which may be the best news. Yeah, for, for sure. Um you know, it was uh, in and of itself. It was nice to see Owen skating uh, on Sunday, about an hour before warmups. Um, you know, I mean, it was it was a supervised skate. He wasn't out there that long. We was just testing it out a little bit. 
But, um, you know, but uh, I mean, when he first went down and you, and you see the first replay on it, I, you know, I thought, oh, geez, maybe high ankle sprain, that kind of thing. That could be a pretty long term kind of thing. And hopefully, you know, and it looks like, you know, it looks like nothing, nothing serious at all. So that, uh, that, that was the, obviously the, the biggest positive that came from that. Um, Flyers missed him on, on Sunday. Uh, I don't think that was the difference in that game. I, I you know, um, I, I don't think the Flyers played very well as a, a team in that game, but uh, you know, going forward, he he was just so scorching hot when he went down, which was, which was unfortunate that uh, you know misses misses any time at all. But uh, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I, I think the Flyers dodged a bullet there. Yeah, and the thing is, you know, you look at the weekend games and the game against Colorado, they come roaring back to get within a goal and. They pull Carter from that game. They come back with Sam on Sunday, which I think was a scheduled start for him uh, as much as anything else. Um, But you see him on Sunday. It's three games in four days. It's a back-to-back. Ottawa's also on a back-to-back and in three games in four days and had to travel. But the Flyers playing 11-7, and Bill, look like it really reared its head on Sunday in particular about midway through that game and for the remainder of it because the forwards looked very fatigued. you know, Travis Connecty didn't have the same burst. And you couple that with minimal minutes for Nick Delarier, who drew back in, and Ryan Paling playing under 10 minutes as well. Um, and that plays a part yeah. in it, I believe. Um, it's something they have to resolve here soon um, because the 11 and 7 is going to wear your forward group down. You know, you can spread the minutes out on defense as best you can, but this is less than ideal for much longer. Yeah, and and particularly as uh, Sean Couturier, you know, specifically is concerned. We've addressed this even as the Flyers were, were winning in several recent episodes. That it's it's not ideal to keep playing him twenty minutes a night, every night. You know, um, it's going to take a toll. Um, you know, I I thought he was one of the guys who looked a little bit out of gas by the yeah. latter part of the game. Um, you know, connecting as you said didn't have the same burst um, in that game. I mean, connecting I think is, is just trying to uh, you know obviously he's still producing, but I think get him get into the bye week. Everybody recharges their batteries. Just a couple more games to go until that point. And but listen, I mean every team is kind of in the same boat here. Everybody's dealing with um, really compacted schedules and those kind of things. Um, as you pointed out, I mean Ottawa. Had this, Ottawa had the same same number of games and the same number of days, and they had an overtime game in Ottawa on, on Saturday. Came into Philly and they won on Sunday. So I I don't think you can use that as a reason. And and also the flip side, of course, that being too that look, Flyers were at a pretty significant on paper disadvantage schedule wise going into Winnipeg, and they won. Yep. Same thing in you know same same thing in St. Louis. So. You know, I mean, there's um, it, it becomes a factor if if you you know honestly if you let it become a factor, but if you but embrace if you, it, <laughs> if, if yeah, for sure. Yeah, and listen, you know, Jason, you spend too much time defending in a game. Um, you know, uh, if you're, I mean, Flyers were playing from ahead most of that game uh, um, against Ottawa, but but still, a lot of it was played in the Philadelphia zone, which which wears you down. It's so much harder to play defense in the league than to offensively just to work to get out of your own end zone. So, 
um, you know, Flyers didn't do themselves any favors. So I think I think that plays into it too. But yeah, I mean, and um, and you say eleven forwards, but really it was kind of ten because uh, nine and a half. Nick Delorier <laughs> really didn't play very much at all. Yeah. And uh, you know, and Ryan Pelling played played uh, not that many minutes either. So you're you know, for a lot of the game, you're kind of rolling three lines, going with nine forwards, and and that will that will add up. Bill, one of the things I didn't like about the game um, on Sunday against Ottawa with Tippett out and Saturday, Tyson Forster scored on an unbelievable shot. And I was going into the game. I remember talking to somebody and I said, I'd like to see him take eight to 10 shots in this game. You know, know that that's a big time weapon for him that Tippett, one of the elite shooters on the team is out of the lineup, but Forster didn't seem yeah. to get to any spots and didn't, didn't have a shot on goal in the game. Um, it, it, there's got to be some kind of message. I think, you know, to the player that, Look, one of your aces up your sleeve, you, you playing good defense and structure, that's all good. We, we love that. But yeah. you're here to be a shooter. That's kind of what you were drafted on. We need you to shoot. And I think that needs to be messaged. Yeah, uh, I agree. And, I mean, uh, you know, as far as Forrester's concerned, and, and it really was, it was, it was a beautiful shot. It was just a nice sequence in general, you know. Uh, nice play to set him up. Nice, nice finish on the play. Um, needed needed another goal because you know he he had the one in Minnesota, but that was his only goal in basically six 16. seven weeks. Yeah, so sixteen games. So he needed you know he need, and, and so you know now he had a little bit of momentum behind it, and you would have liked to have seen a, a better follow up game. Um, you know, with Forster, it's not just so much shooting; it's also getting himself to the scoring areas. Yeah. Um, so that you know. Just, to put himself in position to be able to use that shot. And the, the other thing too, with Tyson is has to cut back on the penalties. Yeah. Um, take reaching taking, penalties, taking, right? Yeah. Reaching penalties, uh, hooking penalties, holding penalties, right? Um, you know, the, the kind of penalties that happen when you're, you know, getting on the wrong side of the puck a little bit or getting, I mean, it, it happens too, is that, you know, you hit a wall as the season goes along, particularly for, younger players sometimes, but you know, if you're not scoring, you need a lot of things going, going well to, to be contributing. Um, and yes, he's um, not, not so much on Sunday, but in general, he's still winning a lot of board battles. He's back checking. Well, it's why he's staying in the lineup, but as you said, you, I mean, you drafted him in the first round to be a shooter, to be a, to be a goal scorer. Um, even if he's a, even if he's a little bit streaky, you know, I, I, Overall, the season has been successful for him, but there have been two stretches where he's gone a month or a month or more without a goal. I mean, that, as he gains further experience, I don't think that'll keep happening. But still, I mean, it's something he has to work to improve on. It's been, uh, you know, particularly with, particularly without Tippett, it would have been nice to have Forster being one of the guys because it, it, it's got to be it's got to be a committee anyway, and it really has to be a committee without uh, without Tippett, but. Um, yeah, it, it'd be nice to have him as one of the guys contributing. Yeah, he I, he's a guy I want, I want to – when he scores that goal on Saturday, I go, I want to yeah. see more of the willingness to take that shot. And maybe that's, you know, getting more comfortable in the league and uh, realizing that you, you got to battle to get at those positions to get that yeah. shot off. And you got to fight for that ice. Bill, one of the – you know, we talk about – storylines throughout the season quite a bit from the beginning of the year or it was they're winning too much and they got a stink to get a draft pick to 
you know, all the different narratives that come and go throughout an 82 game, basically six month hockey season. And kind of the, the storyline du jour is Carter Hart's no good. And Sam Harrison's a number one. <clears throat> and if the playoffs started today, you start Sam Harrison. And while wow. it's a fun barroom debate, um, you know, and this weekend lent to it. Carter gives up the five goals on, on a low shot total. But yeah. when you really look at the goals that were given up, I know a lot of people look at goaltending and say, goalie's job is to stop the puck. He's got to stop the puck. But I don't know how you make a save on a double deflection or, you know, the second goal, a perfect from low to high across the slot line pass, a breakaway on McKinnon. Yeah, you like to save there. You can get it at times. The two-on-one that's executed perfectly and then the one that hits off Sandheim's rump. Um, but yeah. that's the storyline. And while Erson didn't have his um, almighty performance on Sunday, I think the view of the fan base towards the goaltending is vastly different. No, I, I, I 100% agree. Um, let, let, let's go back to October here um, because there was a Saturday afternoon game. Um, Anaheim comes into town. 7-4. Um, yeah, same, yeah, same, same kind of game, right? Same kind of game. And who was in goal for that game? Sam Harrison. Sam Harrison, yeah. And, and it was the same thing. You, you could break down the goals and go, you know, yes, you need you need some stops from your goalie, but you look at them individually. They really weren't, you know, maybe there was maybe one. Ah, Sam really needed to have that one. But it generally, you look at it, you know, that was a pretty tough chance, and that was a pretty tough chance. And there was a breakdown on this one. Same yep. Same kind of thing. Uh, it, it happens to all goalies, you know. It, it, it made me almost kind of flash back to when uh, when Steve Mason was here, and people would overreact if he did have a a game like that. And all goalies, all goalies have them though. Yeah. Um. You know, I it, it's not uh, it's not a Carter Hard versus versus Sam Erson thing. You know, and and it you know, I, honestly, I, I think um, you know, you reverse the goalies in the game, and I still don't think the Flyers would have won because. You know, particularly how good the Colorado is, they feast off of some of those mistakes the Flyers were making. Um, you know, would you would you like a save on, on the two-on-one? Yeah. But I also don't want a, a backwards pass in the neutral zone that turns into a two-on-one, you yeah. know, against you. That's going to hurt you. Uh, I don't I don't want a puck turnover between the blue lines where, you know, where, where freaking Nathan McKinnon is on a breakaway against yeah. you. That's uh, you know I, you know th there's a lot of things you want you you want Tharby finishing off a two on one now he did score later in that game but you know <laughs> uh, but that that was the kind of play that uh, the Colorado was consistently fish finishing in that game so even though the Flyers had the territorial edge and and outchance them I, I you know I mean the you know I, I think the worst thing I could say about the goaltending and I, I'll, I'll say one thing further about it in a second. I think the worst thing you could say about the goaltending on, uh, on in Saturday's game was it, it was average. Right? Yeah. You, you didn't you didn't get you didn't get the big save you needed at, at specific times. So, you know, the goaltending, you know, I, in in most games you're going to beat a team like Colorado. You're going to need some saves. As a matter of fact, when the Flyers beat Colorado, beat, beat the Habs in Denver, um, Hart, yeah, and Hart, Hart let in one early on that he mm -hmm. might have liked back. But he got better and better and better as the game went. I think he finished, I think, 38 saves that night. In that third period, mm -hmm. uh, until the Flyers pulled away, they were in trouble. 
Yeah. So, you know, and, and the goaltending pulled him through. So, it, again, it's it's not a Carter Hart thing or, or you know, Sam Erson thing. It's just the, you know, are, are you getting the saves when you need them? You know, the big saves, the tougher saves at particular times. And we've been, I think, generally a little bit spoiled to it. Too. Yeah, because we we expect some we expect some of those saves. So, you know, you're you're not going to get them every night. It, it would have been great to get it. Might have changed the outcome of the game. But in in the the bigger picture here, goaltending is the least of the Flyers' problems. And and don't worry about a playoff starter right now. The playoffs are still a long way off. Yeah, I think this is the byproduct of a pl- a goalie scarred hockey market. Yeah, <laughs> for decades, right and. If yeah. one guy is good, the other guy must not be good. <laughs> and and Erickson's played incredibly well. I mean, full props to him. He's been great. Um, and, you know, this, there was this notion that I was trying to dispel on social media that, well, Carter's been shaky lately. So, and a guy told me, you know, since January 1st, he hasn't been, he's been really shaky. So I pull up the numbers, three and one, Gave up 2.66 goals per game and 922 save. If we're calling that shaky, then we have a different standard than a lot of people, but that ain't shaky. (laughs) No, uh, no. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there have been, you know, a a couple of goals he'd like to have back. There have also been, I'd say, more that he's actually stolen that that look like, oh, that's a goal. And next next thing you know, know, your your face, (laughs) next thing you know, there's a face off in the defensive zone because he came up with it. So. Uh, his overall body work has been fine. Um, I, I don't think it's anything worth overreacting to uh, on in Saturday's game. Um, just as you know, just as um, some of the big games, you know, it, 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 things change so fast in hockey. It, it, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Um, you know, it wasn't that long ago. It was maybe back in December when the Flyers put together a nice little point streak. And then when they did finally lose one, it became, oh, well, they only have one win. And like, you know, there were some one point games in there. Yeah. Um, oh, well, they only have one win in the last five. They went from point streak to, to winless in however many, you know? Yeah. So the flip of it, it, it it's like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> one, game. Um, one game. Yeah. I, I, look, there is probably some PTSD with Flyer fans based on the last couple of oh, years. No. I get it. But, um, no. you know, the thing is, is it, it, we don't have to diminish what one guy is doing because one guy is is being great and yeah um i just i just don't understand that mentality and, and in today's game frankly you need two goalies with this schedule and these guys two have basically been rotating since carter came back from the illness with the exception of the calgary and pittsburgh game where he played back-to-back games did carter and i imagine we're going to see a rotation this week i think tuesday it'll be carter at home against tampa i think detroit will be sam's game and i think uh for the uh, hall of fame uh, game against the Boston Bruins on Saturday where we're asking people to get there at 12 noon for Mark Recchi's induction. Um, I think that'll be Carter. I think that has been pre-planned uh, based on what is a very busy schedule. Let's talk about Hall of Fame weekend, Bill. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to start Friday night with the alumni game, which uh, I cannot wait to see. And, uh, you know, from from everybody from Joe Watson claiming it's his last game to uh, Mike Richards' return and Boosh and Net against the Boston Bruins to uh, Mark Recchi's induction, who holds the Flyers franchise record for single season points at 123. Uh, what's on tap for the weekend? Yeah, it's going to be a, a really, really um, special weekend. I, I always, I always have fun at the alumni games, and 
You know, I mean, some of my favorite articles to write, whether it's for the flyer site or for the alumni site, you know, as the alumni's content manager is a lot of, you know, are a lot of these articles. Um, yeah, it, it, it's going to be cool. Uh, we did a we did a little fan poll to try to, you know, do kind of something a, a little unique. So we uh, we had the the Flyers fans help us select the some of the starting lineup choices. So, uh, you know, so. Scott Hartnell, we will be playing with Mike Richards and Mike Knubel. That was that was a fan selection. That's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's pretty cool. And and so like Bundy will be playing with Dennis Seidenberg, you know, as, yeah. as his defense partner. Kind of, you know, they uh, they didn't really they were briefly teammates, but they didn't really quite overlap, you know. Yeah. So it's uh, you know neat stuff like that. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the Stanley Cup team reunion. Mm-hmm. Um, Almost all of the uh, still surviving members of the two Stanley Cup teams will will be on hand together. You know, I mean, realistically, probably be the, probably be the last time they're all together as one group. Yeah, that's what Marcy um, told you know, us on, on the on the radio broadcast the other night. This is probably going to be the yeah, last. Yeah, I mean, it's fifty years, and, and you have players who live in in, in pretty far flung places in some cases. Like, uh, you know, Ed Van Ant doesn't travel anymore. And Eddie lives out in out in British Columbia, but I mean Eddie realizes that this is probably the last time he's going to see a lot of his old friends and teammates. So, you know, he's he's flying in for this just 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 as one example. But uh, you know, a guy who was there from the beginning, um, and it, I, I think, uh, of course, I thought this was a couple of years ago. Uh, a couple of years ago, when I was working with, on Joe Watson with his book, and uh, we went out for lunch one day, and and, and you know, and for, for whatever reason. And the only joke he called me is he calls me Willie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Willie, this is the last one. I yeah. can't do this anymore. You know, but <laughs> but there he is again, right? Yeah. Um, no, I mean you go back to was it uh, October 1967, first ever um, Flyers game against the Seals, the first game in team history, that first home game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Joe Watson's in the lineup. Um, Crazy. Obviously, the two Stanley Cup teams. The, the first day that the Flyers alumni were founded, Flyers started playing alumni games in, in 1984. Joe co-founded it. And uh, by, by Joe's estimation, um, between junior and the NHL and alumni games, he's played in over 2,000 games. Wow. This, this is it. This, this this is the last one. So, you know, pretty special thing to, to come out and you know, give Joe, I think, the appreciation he's deserved for all he's done for, for the Flyers, for the alumni, for the city. Um you know, Joe, I think you'll never find anybody who's more appreciative of the fans than, than Joe is. Um, you know, Joe. So, I mean, that's a really, really, really cool thing. Um, there'll be a lot of special events around the Cup Team reunion. Uh, you know, one thing that the Flyers never got to do when they won the, the first Stanley Cup, which, of course, is at the Spectrum, they didn't have. They didn't get to take proper victory lap because all the fans came out on the ice. I know it was yeah. it was pretty cool. I mean, it was a you know pretty pretty neat scene with all the fans out on the ice. But they they didn't get to skate around with the cup because there yeah. were hundreds of the fans on the ice. So um, you know, so that'll that'll be rectified. They'll they'll, they'll get to have their their on ice cup ceremony with all you know the guys from that team, Clarky and 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 Bernie and Dave Schultz and Billy Clement. Um, of course, Billy lives in the Carolinas these days. Yeah. So it'll be, yeah, it, it, that'll be a really, really cool thing, you know, and then then it's time for the alumni game itself. And uh, I mean, it, it's unfortunate that 
Brent Fedick. Um, he was, I think, I think he was golfing, but he, he tore his rotator cuff. Oh. So, so yeah, unfortunately, so unfortunately, Feds can't play in the game. But not 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 a half not a half bad line change here. You know, instead of uh, instead of reuniting the Crazy Eights line, you get two thirds of the Crazy Eights with Lindros and Recky, and two thirds of Legion of Doom with Leclerc and Lindros. So oh, it's kind of they're they're all together as one line. So it, it'll be it'll be a fantastic night. Um, even even some of the guys on the Bruins alumni side, um, you know, Mark Recky, uh, Mark Recky, uh, rather Ray Bork is playing captaining the Bruins side. Um, you have a couple guys who were, who played in the Flyers. Kenny Linsman, of course, had a couple of really nice seasons in his career early on with the Flyers. Yeah, right. Um, you know, Al, Al Secord. Um, mm-hmm. you, you actually have Reggie Lemon, the old goalie and Flyers goalie mm-hmm. coach, will be playing as a forward in that game. Wow. So, you know, lots, lots, of, lots of fun little things. And, and of course, Reggie was uh, was Boucher's goalie coach here too, so yeah. kind of neat. I I, I told I told Boucher that you, you can't let Reggie score on you. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he knows. You'll never hear the end <laughs> of it if you get scored on yeah. by a goalie that's playing forward. Although Bush claims that you know when he would play like in pickup hockey, when he played forward, he'd be bringing up goalie. So um, I need to see the tape though to believe it. It's going to be a great weekend. I can't wait <laughs> for it, um, and it's going to be a busy week of hockey as well. Flyers and Tampa at home on Tuesday, Thursday in Detroit, alumni game Friday, and uh, the induction ceremony of Mark Recchi followed by the Flyers and Bruins game on Saturday afternoon. Bill, great stuff as always. Read Bill's work at PhiladelphiaFlyers.com, NHL.com, and HockeyBuzz.com. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll preview Flyers Lightning and much more on a brand new episode of Flyers Daily.